On this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, I'm going to be talking about Shopify Plus as a platform, how it's grown and where it's headed. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kene, answers them. Also here from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. Got inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and last search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Hi, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. This episode is brought to you by Clavio. It is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it. I use Clavio in my e-commerce store and in stores I advise for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as Brooklyn Inn, Bonobos, and Chobis use Clavio. Here's why. Clavio has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Clavio's Pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Clavio also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Clavio's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So as you continue to scale up your store, Clavio will help automate a lot more sales. Try Clavio today on Clavio.com, spelt K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. With retail moving online, finding a good domain name has become ever so important. But the challenge is that most decent.com addresses are either difficult to acquire or unavailable. The good news is that retailers now have a powerful alternative with the .store domain name. The .store domain name will be short, relevant, and directly associate your site with e-commerce and retail. Search engines give .store domains the equal attention and importance as .com TLDs. .store domains have already been adapted by top brands such as Emirates. So if you check out Emirates.store, you get to a store there. Jimi Hendrix, so Jimi Hendrix.store and F1 Formula 1, F1.store. If you want a short and snappy domain name for your retail brand or your online store, you can now get a .store domain for just £4.99, which is about $6.99 using the coupon code 2XSTORE. That's 2XSTORE on get.store. Just go to get.store in your search engines and use 2XStore. It's not exactly for, you know, um, really huge enterprise, you know, or micro retailers. This show is geared to helping ambitious online retailers looking to scale by 2X, 3X, or even 10X. How I do it is I handpick the guests that come on the show. 
to share their expertise and experience. And uh, my criteria is based on just one question. Can my guests provide valuable information and insights to help you, my listeners, grow as in rapidly? So we're talking about metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales. If they can, I try and get them on the show. If I do not have any guests, I... I do that myself. That's my promise to you. And it's it's just that simple. So on today's show, I have with me somebody very special. But before I, I, I introduce um, my guest, I if you rewind or go back to episode two of season three, so SE3 EP02, you recall I talked about why I was wrong about Shopify and what I pretty much tried to summarize in that episode was focus less on tech and more on marketing. My advice was to use a hosted e-commerce platform such as Shopify or maybe even big commerce to scale your business. So you're, you're agile, you, you bring products, you know, quite speedily to the market. The modularity of it's, um, you know, app store, their app store integration with, you know, large degree is, is a breeze. And I just said, you know, the lowdown is, just stop tinkering, you know, technically and just get on with marketing and selling your products. And and that's how you scale. That's how you scale from, you know, um, if you're doing, you know, a few thousand, you know, a month or, you know, a few tens of thousands a month to, 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 to a few million a month. That's a key fundamental focusing on what you do best, focusing on commerce. But what about, you know, when you're at the mid tier or you're at, um, you know, you're, you're, you're an enterprise and you require some flexibility and customization automation. That's where platforms like Shopify Plus, you know, actually just, um, just blow you know, a lot of other alternative options because it's, you know, self-hosted. It just makes you run a very lean, you know, um, team. And I had been trying to speak with or get in touch with the um, Shopify Plus team as I was actually in in communication with the Shopify Plus team because someone actually reached out to me um, when I published the, you know, why I was wrong about Shopify. And we've been talking and talking and talking, you know, about Shopify. I actually attended some some event, you know, an event um, around Shopify Plus in London. And um, basically, I got um, connected to the director of product. And what he does basically is he oversees the feature sets that will be implemented. You know, all the feature sets are going to be implemented in the short, medium and long term. He pretty much is in charge of, you know, the Shopify Plus feature set and roadmap. His name is David Mullenkamp and he's director of, you know, products, as I alluded to, um, of Shopify Plus. And um, yeah, he's he's our guest today. You know, so he's going to shed a load of data and information on on the platform and where it's headed. So without further ado, I will like to welcome David to the show. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Um so you're the director of product at Shopify Plus. Um could you, you know, take a, a minute or two to just introduce yourself before we jump in right to to to, to the meat of the show? Yeah, I will. Thanks for having me, by the way. Uh, I'm really excited to get out and talk to everybody about Plus and the, some of the amazing things we're doing. Um, so as you mentioned, my name is David Mullenkamp. Um, I've been with Shopify and Shopify Plus for now about 18 months, uh, really focused on helping our fastest growing, most successful merchants on the platform. Um, and honestly, some of the ones with the most complex requirements. Uh, 
solve the problems that they have to allow them to continue their growth. So we have a team of both engineers, uh, UX, and product people here laser-focused on that specific mission about how do we help the unique set of uh, problems of that segment that our customer has uh, to allow them to continue their growth so that regardless of the size of the merchant, whether they're just getting started out or whether they're you know moving towards a billion dollars in sales, we're there to support them along the way. Okay, that's very, you know, very, very interesting. You know, so prior to Shopify, I'm going to talk about Shopify as a platform. I'd like to know more about you. How long have you been with Shopify and what did you do prior to Shopify? Yeah, I've been with Shopify and Shopify Plus for 18 months now. Um, Prior to Shopify, I actually spent 12 years at BlackBerry. Um, So I started at BlackBerry on the front lines of support. Uh, You know, I'm classically trained in computer science, uh, but realized fairly early on doing was getting into the meat of solving problems and not necessarily uh, writing code. Um, So I worked my way through, uh, you know, and grew with BlackBerry during its sort of meteoric rise uh, and, you know, eventually led the uh, technical product teams for the enterprise software division there. So any, you know, if any of your listeners are familiar with the space, uh, you can think of that as the powerful software in the back end of some of the biggest companies in the world that powered all of their mobility needs um, across their organization. Um, And then, you know, uh, I got to see uh, and gain a ton of experience there, but working with really, really complex environments where things need to happen at incredible scale um, and decided to take that sort of experience after I got reached out to by Shopify and sort of spread my wings into a new place. But I thought that there was a, a huge ton of, sort of transferable sort of knowledge that I could take about what it takes to really scale operations uh, in a business at the back end and bring that to some of uh, our merchants here at Plus. Yeah, I heard about the astronomical growth, you know, in Shopify Plus specifically. I, I hear they're like over a thousand staff in Shopify Plus alone. Um, are you in the Ontario, you know, branch? And um, what's, a, what's, what, what's the staff count like there now? Yeah, so we're, uh, you know, we're growing rapidly. Um, you know, th- you know, Shopify in its entirety has over 2,000 employees. Um, you know, I am based out of the Waterloo location. We okay. have offices in Ottawa. We have offices in Toronto, uh, Montreal, as well as San Francisco. Okay. Uh, so we are, you know, a fairly diverse set of offices. Now, um, the office here in Waterloo focuses a lot on Shopify Plus, but as well as some of the other areas of the product. Um, and the one thing that's, a, that's really important to, to know about Shopify is that regardless of um, the Plus platform, all of the work that we do across Shopify applies to all of our merchants. So okay. uh, when a feature comes out into the regular Shopify platform, the Plus merchants get the benefit of that. So, okay. um, you know, even though, yeah, you know, the, the important thing really is the number of specific people working on Plus, because what you really have is a platform in a company where our Plus merchants get to experience the totality of all the work of those thousands of employees. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's start out with, um, so you've been, you've been around Shopify Plus for, for about 18 months and what was the roadmap when you were handed over the role of director of product at Shopify Plus and how have you sort of stuck to, to the plan more or less and where was Shopify Plus at the time and, and where is it now to date? Yeah, great question. So when I when I started, you know, um, a lot of the Plus feature set and a lot of the Plus roadmap was being driven specifically 
out of sort of the Shopify um, sort of like roadmap and product teams. And so part of my role was actually to come in and sort of sit down and understand the merchant segment, you know, in really, really, really deep understanding to understand what we should be doing going forward. So um, when I first started, uh, I took a lot of time speaking to our merchant base just to understand where Shopify, you know, wasn't working for them necessarily, where they needed it to go for them in the future, and what really were the things that were preventing them from continuing their growth. So, you know, over that, these 18 months, not only um, did I join the team, but we had a series of other team members. For instance, we acquired a company in Waterloo here called Boltmade, which really jump-started sort of like the engineering uh, and, pro- and UX account that we had available to us mm. here. So we could really start focusing on a unique set of uh, products and, and projects. Sorry, I didn't get the name of your acquisition. Bolt? Uh, Boltmade. Boltmade, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll have a look at them. Um, okay, cool. Interesting, interesting. Okay, um, so what warrants the upgrade from a Shopify premium account to a Shopify plus account? What, are you seeing lots of transitions, you know, there? Yeah, yeah. So, so during the early days of Plus, you know, I would say that a lot of what we were doing was getting a lot of upgrades of really successful merchants from Shopify. But today, you know, um, they come from everywhere, right? So they come from really successful merchants on the Shopify platform who may be on the basic Shopify or advanced plans, or they may be coming from other platforms like Magento or Big Commerce or, you know, other maybe legacy commerce platforms that they're looking to, to upgrade into a newer sort of more modern one. So it really comes from a, a really diverse background. But one of the things, you know, um, that always surprised me is, is, you know, people often think of that it's just really big customers who have a large amount of, you know, sales on a yearly basis that use plus. But really what it comes down to is, is merchants who have a degree of complexity that they need to help get under control. And so whether that's through launch management that we have to help them get their sites off the ground, uh, the ongoing account management that we have to help them continue to grow their business and to find uh, ways to, to make things more efficient. It's really when they get to that level, when they have um, sort of a set of complex needs that are maybe a little bit out of the ordinary, um, uh-huh. that plus really shines for those groups of merchants. Okay. Okay. So it's a really flexible system. Um, or platform, more or less. It's a very, very, you know, very flexible as compared to, to, to the alternatives in, in the ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. And so a lot of the feature set that you see with Shopify Plus, if you're looking at uh, customizable checkout through checkout.liquid mm-hmm. or the ability to use Shopify scripts and things like that to actually write code to do really detailed promotional shipping or payment um, work is a lot of what you see when you start to get up to these really complex needs that you can um, sort of spend the time to actually, you know, implement those things and really sort of tune and take your business to the next level. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you about a use case. Sure. A very challenging use case you guys were able to crack. Um, Perhaps like, do you have any use cases in the sense that, okay, a client that was like on Shopify or even IBM WebSphere, you know, it was... You know, came to you guys and they had a really complex set of needs that you were able to crack and, you know, um, you know, deliver in, in good time. Do you have any examples? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think back of a, a really good one for you. There's probably a number throughout Shopify's existence that I'm trying to actually think of a really good the name of one or two that we could potentially use for you. We, we could talk, we could take that, we, we could address that later. But Yeah, yeah maybe it might be okay, a little easier fine. for me to actually just pull up the name of something that we can use no, publicly as well. Okay, no worries. Okay, so 
here, here's my here, here's the interesting thing I found out. You know, here, here's here's my interesting take. And you know, if, you know, excuse me if I'm wrong, or correct me. You know, basically back in the in the early noughties, you know, two thousand to twenty ten, um, there was like a there's a influx of like open source, you know, um, you know, platforms, um, you know, be it, you know, WordPress, you know, um, or Magento, in fact, um, that were revolutionizing, you know, um, even Mozilla, the Mozilla project, for instance, um, they're changing tech, you know, and they seem to be very collaborative, you know, all over the world. And they were churning out, you know, really good products, you know, on an incremental basis. But Magento has proved otherwise that with a closed platform, as with Apple, you are able to keep control and maintain standards and, you know, build something that's truly, you know, usable. How did you guys crack it, you know, from how does Shopify sort of nurture itself as a closed system? I know it's open through its APIs and through its app store, but how, how does it, you know, maintain, how does it, be, how is it better than, you know, every every open source e-commerce, you know, alternative, you know, out there? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So, you know, open source platforms like Magento that you mentioned, you know, they do, they do well when there are people, you know, IE developers who have the knowledge and power to extend that functionality of the product. Mm -hmm. So for example, a a developer can customize something that fulfills the needs of a very specific or particular use case. Mm -hmm. Um, But the drawbacks of that and the drawbacks of open source are that it can be that it's a really high learning curve uh, for users since the expectation is that you actually need a developer to set it up properly for you, to host it, to do things like that. So it can be extremely also painful when you're setting up new features. So uh, if you look at something like Apple Pay, right? Um, that can take a while for the community to adopt those new features. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also since then, the, you know, the customer is usually managing direct hosting and implementation and deployment. They have to manage all of that while at the same time taking away the focus on their own business mm-hmm. and where they're really great at doing things. So our strategy, um, you know, has always been to provide an incredibly powerful set of e-commerce tools that work out of the box but remaining, you know, incredibly extensible through a set of APIs that allow us to move fast, right? Uh, and so when something like Apple Pay comes out, we can focus that, you know, that large set of developers and, you know, uh, internal set of resources that we have here, laser focus on getting that out the door really quickly and instantly when we deploy it to all of our merchant base, um, giving them access to tools that, um, you know, are really cutting edge in a far, far faster uh, and more meaningful way. Um, now, essentially, while you know, you may say that we have a closed system, we've really made it possible to take that closed system and adapt that platform to suit the unique needs of whatever businesses need to do. So um, it's really about empowering uh, our customers to focus their time on the things that matter most to them and the things that they're good at uh, and not have to worry about, you know, maintaining code and the skills and the expertise and refocusing all the sort of like, um, you know, the equity or the money that they might actually have to throw into something like that and re-putting that back into their business, especially their products, their marketing, those yeah, yeah. So, so a few episodes ago, that's exactly those are my exact thoughts in in regards to focus on building your business, focus on marketing, you know, focus on on what really matters than you know tinkering with code or servers, you know, stuff like that. And and I think you know it just solves that problem in commerce. You focus on commerce because you're you're an e-commerce you know business. Very very interesting. Okay, so my my next point um, is just 
wondering what your what your thoughts are on like the app e- ecosystem you know shopify has created um i was just just last month i discovered a company called bold commerce and um they they actually grew faster than shopify last year um yeah. what you know, you, you created an app, you know, Shopify partners app system, you know, um, app ecosystem that's thriving. Again, how how you managing it at the plus level, you know, for, for enterprises? Like, is is there another sort of sub ecosystem for for plus app providers for developers listening to to the show? Yeah, so there's um, so there's there's really you know the standard ecosystem that Shopify has. So we have a a you know the tier of uh, our app developers and partners that are that provide amazing extensions and functionality to our merchants. And really, the the power and the you know the strategy behind the ecosystem is is that if we as Shopify tried to build 100% of everything our merchants needed, you'd end up with a product that was pretty scattered. Right, less yeah. focus. Um, you know, you talked earlier about the user experience and the simplicity that Shopify is able to provide. That type of thing is, you know, when you're going around trying to add feature after feature after feature after feature, um, that type of thing really suffers in this mm-hmm. environment. So the ecosystem that we've created is one in which, you know, our merchants and our customers can turn to the ecosystem to help solve the needs that they have, again, without having to necessarily do all of the coding specifically themselves. And so companies like Bold that you talk about are just amazing examples of entrepreneurs, um, you know, stepping in and helping fill real needs that our merchants have. And, you know, for us specifically, when we hear stories that the ecosystem is growing faster than Shopify in the example that you gave with Bold, that's incredible, right? Like, I mean, the fact that, you know, uh, we have uh, these partners that are actually able to create these successful businesses that really help everybody on the platform leverage and, you know, speed up their flywheel yeah. is, is, is really incredible. Yes. So, um, so, so that ecosystem is available to, to all of Plus Merchants, okay. um, you know, Shopify. But we also have a program called the Plus Technology Partners. Um, oh, okay. And so the Plus Technology Partners program is really a set of, you know, other, you know, sort of providers, you could say, in the space uh, that, you know, provide unique solutions to, you know, various, you know, areas of the problem space that our customers have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these partners are ones that we, you know, really sat down, created really deep relationships with as well to understand the specific need that a merchant might have in one specific area. We try to curate a number of solutions in those areas that we know are best in class. Uh, for our uh, customers to actually use and then, you know, work with them on making sure that integrations uh, work really smoothly, easily, um, and that the two companies and and our customers are really talking together constantly about uh, their product, how they're working, how we can make those integrations work Okay, so the PLOS Technology Partner Program, um, is there a special application? Do you need to be a PLOS partner first initially and then um, based on your performance, you move, you you transition to to the PLOS Technology Partners Program or um, do you just, could you just go full-time into um, your, your PLOS? Partners program. Yeah, so there's there's definitely the Plus Partners program, which is a separate program from Plus Technologies, which where we work with agency partners and others to to make sure that they are able to deliver the Plus Shopify Plus solutions properly to our market and to our customers. But then there's the Technology Partners, which is uh, specifically solutions in the ecosystem that uh, we know really fit the needs, uh, you know, frankly of a Plus merchant, and that is a, a curated set of of our partners that we you know talk to customers who have used in the past and had great success with, or that we really respect uh, the work that they do uh, and what they actually provide our merchants. Okay. Um, Question um, in regards to what do you think are the 
top three challenges um, from a technology technology challenges um, Shopify Plus merchants, you know, have. Uh, I'm trying to build. <laughs> do, do you see the the? Uh, yeah, so, so the reason I'm asking this question is for listeners who are thinking about getting into the, you know, um, plus platform, you know, to start thinking about solutions they can solve. So, so what, what are your top three, um, recommendations, I'll say, um, with regards to the kind of solutions, you know, they can potentially offer? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. So, you know, when I go out and talk to, to many of our merchants, you know, the one thing that, um, I hear constantly from them is, is that the hardest thing about scaling their business is finding the time to do everything they need to do. Okay. Right. Um, and so how do you take and make yourself more efficient, allow you to focus on, as we talked on earlier, those things that matter most to you, the things that are really going to drive your growth. And so, you know, finding ways to scale your business in uh, a smart fashion, uh, are, I think are really the things that, you know, sort of really drive, you know, future groups. That'd be one. And, you know, one of the ways we've done that at Shopify plus is through a product called Shopify flow, uh, which you may know of that allows our merchants and our customers to specifically set out what we call automation mm-hmm. facilities so that some of the things that they have to do on a one-off basis constantly, they can actually custom uh, engineer sort of those workflows and have the system, you know, take advantage of that. So whether that's, you know, deciding what to do with orders that look speculative from a fraud perspective mm-hmm. or automating, you know, um, you know, fulfillment with third party uh, companies, you know, through to, you know, even automatically tagging and segmenting customers as they, as they come in so that you can sort of address their experience the next time they come back. All of these type of things, you know, we see people using Flow to do, but the most amazing thing that it's really doing them is, is um, you know, without that sort of, uh, capability, they'd be having to try to do those things either manually or in an inefficient manner. And this just gives them back time. Okay. Right? It, gives you, it gives you back time to do the things that matter most. To okay. to your- so saving themselves money. You guys have a uh, an app uh, an app for, for plus merchants called Shopify Flow. It automates fulfillment, marketing, and tagging of customers. You know, generally um, front-end, I think, front-end task in general, Mar- yeah. marketing automation. Yeah, so okay. even more uh, back-end tasks, okay. actually. So okay. so the, you can think of Flow as being uh, helping with processing, you know, the, the sort of like multitude of orders and customer data and things that come through the platform. Now, that's its current state. You know, we have some amazing things that we're going to be doing, uh, you know, that our merchants, we think, will be incredibly excited about coming forward that sort mm-hmm. of extend that into other workflows in the areas and usability of that with other systems that they already have that, again, just provide more of that more time back to our uh, our customers, which we know is incredibly important. Okay. So, so if I was a developer, would I be able to create apps that talk with Flow? Yeah. So, uh, amazing question. And what I would say is, stay tuned um, over the next <laughs> few months as uh, uh, we start approaching our developer conference, uh, the Unite conference, um, for for more announcements in that regard. But uh, I like what you're thinking. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll, t- I'll have you. I'll take your answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, because I was going to ask about Launchpad and Flow, like the key difference, you know, between your Launchpad app and your Flow. Because I know, because I'm aware you have both apps at the plus level. Yeah. So Launchpad is um, 
sort of really laser focused on the use case of events. So whether you're running a campaign or there's something that you need to orchestrate specifically on your site from a front end perspective. So you want to discount pricing, you want to set up specific, really customized checkout scripts. Uh, you want to change the look and feel and the theme of the, the site all at the same time, sort of orchestrated in the campaign, and then monitor that campaign as it happens. So with real-time information about the number of visitors, where they're sitting in the funnel, what the most popular products are, how much inventory you have left. Um, Launchpad is really laser-focused on providing an amazing automated experience from there so that our merchants... Um, you know, when we talked to them before Launchpad existed, how they would do this was pretty crazy. You know, they'd have really long lists written out, you know, on a whiteboard or sitting without them in the paper. And they would, you know, they would manually go through step after step. And sometimes you'd have like 20, 50, hundreds of steps. And if anyone went wrong, you know, um, you could actually get yourself into a lot of trouble. Um, and so what Launchpad, uh, you know, does for our, our customers is, is help them automate that so that they can set up their, these events beforehand and then they can sit back and let the system actually execute all those actions and actually just watch and tweak along the way. So whereas Flow is, is a far more, um, what, what I would say, customizable or flexible tool that allows you to automate um, today, which is a lot of things on the back end, but to really customize how they happen uh, with real-time events. So you can, as an example, you specifically can set up Every single time an order comes in, I want to check for these conditions on the orders, and then I want these things to happen. I want to notify these people in my organization, or I want to take those actions. And so that can be 100% customizable um, from uh, customer to customer, uh, because we know that each business is different, and everybody has their own process and things that they need to do uh, to serve their, their, their buyers. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Okay. This is a very you know broad you know question, open-ended, but... Um, it's simple. How customizable is, is Shopify? Yeah. What, what, what are its lim- limitations? Where does it thrive? You know, um, what's, yeah. what's its bandwidth, you know? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, one of probably the biggest misconceptions about Shopify and Shopify Plus, a lot of the FUD we hear, you know, in the market when we go out is, is that, you know, well, it's a, it's a hosted platform, so there's no way I could be able to customize it. And the reality is, is that, um, I have yet to really come across use cases that we haven't been able to see our partner community or our ecosystem solve with the available APIs that we have. So, you know, from a customization perspective, really, um, it's up to what uh, our customers can dream of, right? Uh, And, you know, more and more, you know, we hear of, you know, use cases or things that they're doing that sort of like surprise us that we never intended sort of necessarily to have built an API um, to necessarily solve, but they've able to been able to use things to do that. And I think that's really a great sign of a really powerful interface mm-hmm. to a system that allows customization is when you see unintended uh, things coming out the other end, right? And it just takes, you know, a sort of like a path through the, the ecosystem, as you said, the, um, you know, the app store mm-hmm. uh, to actually see all of the amazing things to do that, whether those are the areas of personalization or search or all of the things that, uh, you know, or inventory management, order management, all of the things that, you know, are really important to our customers and to making sure their businesses can grow, there's yeah. solutions for them across it. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm incredibly surprised every day at what our uh, customers are able to do with the platform. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, I, don't, I don't really see a lot of limitations in terms of customization that are available. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, like, you know, the concept of app stores, you know, which Apple, you know, 
pioneered and not many companies have been able to, you know, replicate apart from companies like yours and a few others, very, very few. So I think the, the, the concept of App Store is a version two of open source, but with the incentive, you know, the motivation really is entrepreneurial. And, and that motivation, you know, spurs a lot of creativity um, that, you know, as you just alluded to, allows, you know, them create or solve problems. You never thought, you know, your platform was able to, to solve that creativity. Just, you know, it's, is 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 um, is revved up really. Um, it's my thoughts. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And, you know, we know that without our ecosystem, you know, our merchants would be far worse off, right? Mm-hmm. And the power and the what we're able to have, um, you know, what we're able to give our customers and our merchants from doing this is, is really powerful because uh, it's far more than we would ever be able to achieve as a single company if we tried to do it all ourselves. And so, you know, it really is one of these sort of like leverage points where we can do so much more than we could otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ecosystem is just so important for us to be able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about apps. Okay. So, um, you know, at the enterprise level, it's normal for you. It's expected actually for, you know, um, a an, for an enterprise, you know, commerce or retail business to, to have its mobile app store. You know, um, obviously mobile responsiveness is, is not a, it's, it's, it's not even a question, you know, um, in 2017, it's, or 2018, sorry, it's, it's a given, right? So are you seeing any trends with regards to like Shopify plus, um, stores adopting mobile apps, um, side by side, their, their mobile web, you know, Shopify powered mobile web, um, um, you know, um, websites, what's, what's the deal there? What, 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 are, what are you seeing, um, app wise? Yeah. Uh, so we see, uh, you know, I think that the interesting thing about mobile and about apps is that often there's this opinion that um, everybody should have one, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what I think you find is, is, you know, like anything, like any specific channel, there's, there's actually a unique set of um, sort of, you know, needs or, you know, customers that really fit a segment where they can actually support one, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, getting as, you know, um, you know, SEO compared to getting downloads from the app store are two different things, mm-hmm. right? And how you create an engaging experience for buyers on a mobile device uh, that requires the need of an app um, depends from company to company. So we have a number of our merchants uh, who do use the, the mobile buy SDK that we have specifically to develop uh, apps that have really unique experiences for their stores, right? That provide something uh, different than maybe as you, you know, were mentioning there that sort of the mobile responsive site can. So uh, we've created um, an SDK that makes it easy for them to do that if they would like to invest in it. But I think the important thing for people to understand is, is do you have a really engaged base of buyers, right, that are willing to download an app and give give them that real estate on their phone mm-hmm. uh, that will use it, uh, that can create an engaging content with them so that they can continue to come back, right? If those things ring true for your business, then absolutely. Okay. Uh, I think uh, mobile apps on phones are a great way to provide those type of experiences. Because that's when it comes down to it, that's what we're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's what every customer is trying to do is provide a really engaging and amazing and memorable experience for their customers. Okay. And what you need to just decide is, is if that um, you have that engaged customer base or a mobile app is going to help you do that, okay. right? Uh, in a way that uh, all, all too often, I think some of the mistakes um, 
we see get made is that people create mobile apps that are really just a sort of a redo of the responsive nature of the, the mobile site, yeah. right? Uh, and, and don't necessarily offer something that's an incredibly engaging experience or yeah. something slightly different from what they can get from the web. Um, I absolutely agree with you. There has to be a, a genuine need, you know, for it or, or just, you know, a flatten out eventually um, from an interest perspective. Okay, um, so you do, so um, I just just to follow through on, on my question, um, so if like I was a merchant and I was running Shopify Plus, um, does that mean like when, and, and I had the need for an app and I did have a mobile app which is interacting with the SDK for mobiles, does that mean that that um, when I have sales, when I record sales on um, my mobile app, that um, my Shopify store would sort of register all those sales from from the mobile app that's been developed. Yeah, one hundred, one hundred percent. So uh, that, as, as that a channel. Yeah, exactly. So okay. it's, a, it's it's in Shopify's multi-channel platform system. It it shows up as another channel where you can actually see and understand the number of sales that are coming from what specific channels. Uh, comes into the same order management system, draws from the same inventory. Uh, you know, products okay. that you update in the Shopify system automatically update in the mobile app. Okay, um, okay, it's- perfect. So, so that's core. Okay, okay. So it holds everything. Okay, um, so. Let's talk about omni-channel, you know, your omni-channel feature sets. And what should we expect in 2018 from from um, from Shopify Plus? Yeah, so, you know, a few years ago, we launched sort of the channel platform on Shopify. And really, you know, the belief there is, is that we want to help our customers engage with their buyers wherever they may be, whether that's, um, you know, on Facebook, whether that's on Instagram, you know, whether that's, um, you know, on eBay or whether that's on any of the other specific channel partners that we have outside of the traditional channels from, you know, uh, point of sale, things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I think what you're going to see from us in 2018 is a continued investment in the platform that allows uh, external partners to, you know, add more of these as places where your buyers may actually be. And the idea there is is that um, we need to really make that easy for people to experiment with and to go try. And when they identify a new place where instead of their buyers may be spending time, that they're able to engage with them in that arena, right? One of the things that I think is most important is is that, you know, um, telling the future is super hard, right? So Mm -hmm. two years from now, it's really hard to, for, for anybody to prognosticate to say what specific channels or where buyers will be spending their time, right? Mm-hmm. And so really what that channels platform does for us is, is create a really flexible way where we can quickly create um, sort of engaging channels to those uh, specific places where buyers might be paying, whether they be marketplaces or whether there be uh, a channel today that doesn't exist that we've never heard of, or you know. Um, so I think in 2018, you're going to see a continued drive from us to expand the number of, uh, you know, channel partnerships that we have to make that uh, sort of more engaging and to continue working on expanding, extending, and making the ones that we have invested time or the ones we have partnerships with already, um, such as Amazon and Facebook, making those channels even better. Yeah. I mean, only channel commerce is about being everywhere, you know, and still being the same. And um, yeah, it's a give, you know, I, yeah, I, I see where you guys are going, you know, and um, yeah, spot on with regards to, you know, expanding that, um, ch- you know, channel, your, your, your tentacles really to, to, to any major ch- to every major channel out there. Okay. Um, Let's talk about expanding, you know, business, you know, um, business expansion and, um, you know, um, wholesale, you know, wholesale commerce. There, there's a huge opportunity, you know, in wholesale, you know, e-commerce, you know, um, yeah, the margins are slim, but you, the deal sizes are, you know, rewarding. Um, 
I have had a look at some apps, you know, in the general Shopify store. Um, I'm not that, you know, um, thrilled or, you know, um, excited about some of those, some of the apps I've seen so far. I know it's an evolution because all, all they simply do is they tell you to tag, you know, a customer as a whole, whatever you want to tag a customer. And then they just apply a discount as to what the customer sees. So when that customer is logged in, they see a different set of prices. Yes, but it's okay. But, um, at the enterprise level, you, you know, um, you know, enterprise customers may, may demand, you know, a bit more. So, um, what, um, what, what are you guys doing at, at PLOS to, to enable wholesale expansion? Yeah, that's a great question. So earlier in the year, um, I think, uh, you know, officially around our Unite conference last year, we launched something called the wholesale channel specifically for plus merchants. And, and what that was was a curated, uh, ordering and online store portal that allows, um, plus merchants to curate a specific set of catalogs, pricing structures, uh, and actually create a unique gated buying experience for uh, their customers. And so the idea behind that is to, you know, I think like anything, um, the B2C and, B2C and how buyers interact has infiltrated B2B, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In many ways, you know, the buyers expect that same level of quality service, those same feature sets mm-hmm. uh, that they see on the B2C sites they want to have on the B2B sites. And so uh, the wholesale channel that we specifically have is focused on providing an amazing buyer experience that makes it super easy for um, our customers to actually create relationships and really bespoke um, sort of like agreements and things like that with their customers that can then be reflected easily in an efficient manner for them so that they can scale back side of their business really effectively. Okay. 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 Makes sense. So um, wholesale portal is what you guys um, have. Um, that'd be very, very, very interesting to, to have a look at. Okay. Um, I'll just be respectful of your time and listeners time. And I'm going to wrap up with one final question, which is um, what growth tips would you give, you know, um, e-tailers, you know, um, looking to rapidly grow since, you know, rapid growth is a common feature set with um, Shopify plus merchants. Yeah. So I think, you know, I would probably reiterate uh, and, you know, talk about a little bit about what we did earlier and that find Find out what's important for growing your business and do everything you can to laser focus yourself on that. Mm-hmm. You know, build a, build a feature set, a pipeline, a workflow, uh, a process that allows you to spend most of your time where it matters most. And, you know, really when we, when I see some of the fastest growing merchants on plus and I sit down and I talk to them about what they're doing, they're incredibly focused on two or three core things that they need to do to grow their business. Uh, and what they want to do is find a way to take the other seven to 10 things that they need to do uh, and do them faster and more efficiently so they can spend time on those three things that matter most. And, you know, I think that's not just an incredibly uh, important thing for e-commerce or e-tailers. Uh, I think it's an important thing for any of us, you know, <laughs> trying to, yeah. to improve or trying to, you know, grow whatever businesses we're in is, is that, you know, focus on what matters most um, and find a way to find partners 
a platform and products that help you do that by giving you back the time that you need to do that. Absolutely. Time is our most valuable asset. And um, yeah, if technology can help, you know, by, by all means, um, let it help. Okay. Um, yeah. So David, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you for sharing, you know, your insights into, you know, Shopify Plus as a platform, where you guys are, where you're headed. I would love to have you on the show in a few months time, 12, yeah. six, 12 months time to, to catch up on, you know, where you guys are going, particularly on um, the flow, um, on the yeah. expansion of flow, um, on the expansion of your channels. And um, yeah, the yeah the flow on channels basically. Um, to see seeing how you know how you guys progress, you know, going forward. But thank you so much, um, for for making it to the show. Well, thanks very much for having me, and I'd be happy to talk to you and to your listener base again. Okay, all right, cheers, bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of Two X E Commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.